6: I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell.
7: You heard it. I'm RJ live on a football Monday, the Monday after. We're on coast to coast, 200 Fox Sports radio stations. Six o'clock Eastern right now, drive time, three o'clock here in Vegas. This is Recap Monday and preview for the double header. Two NFL games tonight. We're going to do a nice, expansive preview on each. In studio, Steve Fezzik, one of the pros who know. (laughs) Brad Powers. We're going to be digging in Saturday. So how many big stories, Brad? We got got five of them. Five of them. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. My personal promise we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. You cannot have pros without Joe's. He's in LA, he's Jonas Knox.
2: Always good to be here, RJ. And we start here with the Vegas perspective on what we saw last night in New England, the de- debut of Sunday Night Football on NBC. And it was all Patriots, 33 to 3, the final over your Pittsburgh Steelers. Like when you're, do you go to house parties? Occasionally, do you like
7: start talking to a young lady and say, uh, and at any point, do you say, I know the Vegas perspective? I can text RJ at any time. It depends on whether or not my
2: fiance is around. Oh, oh, I yeah. didn't know a fiance. Yes? Huh? Yeah, when'd yeah. that go down? Uh, a few a couple of months back. Uh, Actually, not I think about a few months back, so. every, everyone was telling me that was just you were just faking it. <laughs> but I guess it's, <laughs> it's true. A, yeah, it's a front. <laughs> All right, Fez,
7: listen, these patriots. The only question is, how good are they? Now, what we know for sure is Kansas City is mighty competitive with them. So let's start there. Kansas City, New England, with your power ratings, neutral field, what's the spread?
8: Depends if Tyree Kill is in or out, RJ.
7: Okay, so that's a good—and that's an important point. Power ratings are based upon, at any given time, the reality of the team at that time. Right? So if there's injuries, you gotta subtract it. Let's assume he's in. Because uh, so make the adjustment. So how much is he worth, by the way? Point and a half. Yeah, that sounds wrong to me. That sounds like way too much. All right, fair enough. So what would the line be in that case if Hill's in? If Hill is in, New England minus one. So that's it. A smidge better. Yes. Wow. All right, kinda makes sense because just uh five days ago, Kansas City was favored by a smidge again over New England to win the Super Bowl, which is almost hard to fathom, considering it's one thing to think they're a better team, but New England's ability to have that smooth path to the Super Bowl, right. the history, not to mention, by far, if you think about in the West, who's the best team other than KC? Well, the Chargers. And who's the best team other than New England? The
8: Bill.
7: Oh, okay, see. So that, ew, I didn't know about that. The idea Kansas City was favored, but there's a lot of love for that offense. We're going to get to that game in a minute. Now, a lot of people are saying, and the Patriots at your current number has Antonio Brown in, right? Yes. So what you're saying is if Brown wasn't in, Kansas City would have been favored over New England. Well, in your Power I only
8: did one point for Antonio Brown. Okay. So pick em.
7: All right, around pick him. All right, so where does New England rate... Let's say the last five years, one of the beautiful things, beautiful about having the same system with your power ratings is we can go back and say, what about a year ago? What about two years ago? So is New England the best team in the NFL right now with Brown how do they rank against the
8: best teams of the last five years? Yes, yeah, so they're third. They're a point worse than their 2016 Super Bowl team that lost to Atlanta. So and you're saying, hold
9: on a second. Atlanta.
8: So that, that
7: beat Atlanta. Okay, so you're saying the best team of the last five years, how many points they give up against Atlanta?
10: It was uh, like 30 some, right?
7: Yeah. Oh, 28. Yes, yes, 28. So that team, best team of the last five
8: years. Tied with the next year's Patriot team that beat the Eagles, that lost to the Eagles, correction.
7: Yes, yes, yes. All right. So really, it's just New England, New England, and now New England. C- correct. <laughs> now, the Seattle team, meaning the, the Patriots team that beat Seattle, or wait, Seattle won. No, Patriots won. Oh, no, that's fast. <laughs> Is, <laughs> are they in the top five?
8: I have to go back and look them up.
7: Yeah. So, who do you, do you have anyone else but those no, three? Just those. All right. So, literally, what you're telling me is that the three best teams of the last five years in the NFL, all Patriots, and this team is third on that list.
8: Dynasty, yes. Wow. Wow.
7: So, Jonas, just as a fan, when you watch that game, obviously impressive. Yeah. Kansas City was impressive. Mm hmm. I mean, if you had to have those two neutral field, everyone's playing. What's your gut feeling? New England.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I do. And what's surprising, and you guys have talked about this before, how if you're going to get to New England, it's going to be early in the season. Last night they looked like they were in late season form, which, which it. And you remember they lost the opener to Kansas City a couple of years ago as well, too, at home. So that was different last night. Now, was that the opener? Yeah.
7: Yeah, it was the opener. Against Kansas City. Oh, I was thinking about the Kansas City game on Monday night when they got crushed. That's been, what, maybe four or five years ago, right? Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back and look at New England in week one, because we had the stats, right? In September, New England straight-up record, and against the spread, the worst. October, Mm -hmm. November, December, January, all better. But it just strikes me, I should have thought to look, and I'll have it for tomorrow, it just strikes me that Belichick, with all of that time to get ready for the first game, is going to be mighty good in that first game. But what we know historically is September is the weakest month, and it's really not even close. Uh, Pulling up the numbers right here, if you look at this, let's see here, All right. So, Fez, let's do this. Boy, I tweeted more than I thought this week. (laughs) Let's do this, Fez. What is, how much of a downgrade are we going to give the Steelers? Because, and here it comes, guys. We're going to make an annual tradition out of this. You cannot overreact. Now, that wasn't me talking, that was a deity from above. Week one is one game. Now, listen, here's the paradox. It's the only data we have. So on one hand, it's one game. On the other hand, it's the only data we have. I don't think you cannot react, but I think, in fact, I think you got to react more than any other time, right?
8: Yes. Now that's interesting. You got hundred percent of your data for so far for this year.
7: Now let's think about this. Let's say it's week fourteen. There's an extreme result. Someone wins or loses by thirty. How much of a ratio would you say that is relative to week one? So let's say week one's the biggest adjustment for a 30-point loss. Would week 14 be 70% of that? I mean, just gut feeling. I think less, right? So you think all the way down 40, 50, 40%. 40, yeah. So really what you're saying is once the season gets going, each week is worth about half or less as week one. Yes. Well, I've never heard that before. It just kind of hit me to think But... I'm so adamant about saying, don't overreact, don't overreact. But it is a big adjustment. You just can't act like the Steelers are the worst team in the NFL. (laughs) right? I'm R.J. Vell straight out of Vegas. So how much of a downgrade for Pittsburgh? One-point downgrade. Yeah, see, I'm not sure that's enough. But again, I guess I would have had their number lower entering the year. I
8: was optimistic on them, and I am no longer, obviously.
7: You know what's funny? These news cycles happen so fast. That we get bored with, you know, it's like, hey, Pittsburgh lost Le'Veon Bell, top five running back, right? Yes. Pittsburgh lost Antonio Brown, top five to seven. Forget the head case stuff, certainly a top five. I got him sixth. Yeah, but that it's accounting for everything. Yes. All right, so to me, the biggest loss might have been offensive line coach Munchak. This is a guy that came in former head coach of Tennessee, maybe the best O-line coach in the NFL. He's certainly in that conversation. And he made a lateral move, meaning he was in Pittsburgh for four or five years, and he went off and took another line job. To me, that was super discouraging. Right? When you have someone that's savvy on the inside deciding to make a lateral move, There's something going on. Five years. Five years. Hmm. And if you look at that line, remember, Big Ben used to get beat up like you've never seen. And really, last three, four years, it hasn't been like that. Some of it's the quicker passes. And also, they lost the right tackle to, I think it was the Giants. Oh, no, Arizona, right? And what happened was everyone, like in any (laughs) endeavor, is a year older now. And look at the age of these linemen. Pouncey's getting up there. I mean, Pouncey's in his, what, 10th year, I think, because his rookie year was at Green Bay Super Bowl. I think Pittsburgh, uh, I I think we cycled through that. They lost a lot of big players really fast to, hey, Juju's as good as anyone. And, you know, this running back did okay. And it's like,
8: I don't know. And now Juju limped off the field, so he's got a foot injury as well. And you got to wonder about Big Ben.
7: At his age, you know? I mean, he if anyone's going to hit the wall, it's going to be Big Ben. Could not agree. He's not eating a bunch of kale salads, as far <laughs> as I can see. All right, so to recap, New England, Antonio Brown. I mean, there's too much football. I'm going to give anyone who wants it 11 words or less on Antonio Brown. Anyone want it? No. No. <laughs> I, I mean, to me, this idea he had some 4-D chess— See, so he signed for $10 million guaranteed. He gave up $30 million guaranteed. If he didn't want the money, why go to the Raiders? I know he was traded, but I guarantee you they were checking off on who he got traded to. Now, I understand Pittsburgh, the reports are wouldn't trade to New England. But New England's not the only good team in the league. So let's say Pittsburgh says no New England, no Kansas City. Let's say they said that. Well, there's a bunch of good teams in the NFC, but he said, I'll go to the Raiders. So to me, he had a change of heart. And I guess if at that point he wanted to get to the Patriots, you know, give him credit, I guess, for getting there. But this was not some plan all along. He didn't get paid any money from the Raiders. <laughs> so why even go? <laughs> right? It's like going to some uh, town for a concert and not going to the concert, right? He hasn't <laughs> gotten paid. So I don't know. I don't know how you could even rationalize it with some uh, master plan. And I guess the last thing I'll say about it, and I don't think I ever say this, so I'm a little bit apprehensive. I think Belichick might have made a mistake here, and here's why. It's, it's been reported many times that Belichick loved Brown as a player. And, uh, I mean, I can think back to when Pittsburgh went into New England a couple years ago in the AFC Championship, and they doubled him the whole game, and he still had about 170 yards. Lombardi, which the friend of the show, was talking about that on his pod just last night, how much Belichick just loves Brown. And you know how it is if you're pining away for something, right? I mean, it could be romance, but it also could be, oh, I wish I had that first edition of that book. or. I wish I had dinner at this sushi restaurant with the great prefix. And then it it becomes a little bit irrational. And I got to tell you, and Fez, let me ask you, when I heard he signed with New England, I thought, oh, my gosh, how much did he get? And I thought there'd be like a $3 million guarantee. And then, you know, upside up to 12 or 13 performance, when I saw the 10 guaranteed, it's like, well, the Raiders had him signed for how many years? Three. And he got 30 guaranteed? Yep. Let me do the math here. Hold on a second. That's $10 million a year. Yep. So what we're saying is the Patriots are paying the same amount as the Raiders. Am I missing anything? As far as guaranteed, yep. Well, yeah. And, I mean, with Brown, you better, that, that <laughs> yeah. seems like a big issue. Yeah. So if he ends up being the fifth best wide receiver, then it's a great signing. But the idea that this is like a bargain discount, just mathematically, it seems like guaranteed money wise, it's exactly the same per year. Now, you could say, well, the Patriots get him for this younger year and then eh, fair enough. But boy, we're starting this. I mean, we're talking about some decimal points now right? I mean how much of a I mean Fez it sounds like you want to disagree. You're yeah, well to,
8: he's 31 so mm-hmm. he's the oldest guy in my top 10 of wide receivers. Julio Jones is 30. Okay, uh, fine. He, we know his age. So how much of a drop off would you say fractionally
7: is there between this year and next year for Brown?
8: 8%.
7: Okay. And then the next year? 8%. Okay. So really what you're saying is we're talking about 8% on 10 million. Right. And then I guess sixteen percent on the other ten. Right. It's not that much, is it? No. So I agree. There's I mean, he's in that period, Brown, where he probably isn't gonna get better. And the Raiders paid that money for three years effectively, right? Where New England just won. Is that all you expect out of Belichick between him and Gruden? I don't know. I expect more. I've never seen him. I'd like to see another situation he paid this close to market. Find me another free agent challenged for tomorrow in the last 10 years, let's say, during the mature Belichick era, and not when he has signed his own player, but rather an outsider coming in and define what the market was at the time. It's real simple. Just look at what the uh, when they tagged the player, what they were getting paid at that position, and I don't think it's been this close. I really don't. Now, Brown, listen, if Belichick likes him, that, that means something. But as a Steeler fan, I know a little more about him. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to continue with the NFL, including the Dallas Cowboys and the Giants. woo what a final. Now, what's the
2: takeaway? That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here
6: on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
5: What's up, everybody?
6: This is Stephen A.
5: Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Do you love Selena? Like, really love?
4: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
6: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will talk about an ugly situation yesterday in the NFL.
7: Marquee Monday is what we call this. It's the marquee storylines coming out of the weekend. And then tomorrow... It's a deep dive, but deep dive, dive Tuesday doesn't really work, the, the phrasing. I'll do a little better than that. What's a T word we can use that, that means like you're digging in? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Get that thesaurus out, Fez. <laughs> I mean, put away the abacus. Get out the thesaurus. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We're on 200 Fox Sports Radio stations nationwide. You can listen there or FoxSportsRadio.com or iHeartRadio app or... Serious or on demand podcast just search for RJ Bell right now in Vegas on the strip it's 97 degrees and the neon is sizzling
2: RJ it got ugly in South Florida on Sunday the Baltimore Ravens go on the road and wipe out the Miami Dolphins 59 to 10 Okay i mean how what
7: do
9: you guys want to say <laughs> Well, Brad, you can jump in. R.J. Bell, I believe, if memory serves correct, you're pretty high on Baltimore. In pretty this.
7: high. Yeah. I. I. It's like a crystal freaking ball. Faz, yeah. you can do better than this.
8: Yeah. So R.J. went made the case. If you're gonna bet on Baltimore, bet on them early in the year. Well, there's no earlier time than week one when they can spring. Yeah, you're not doing it
7: justice either. We should have pulled the tape on this. What I said was, I said this is the perfect storm. Early with Harbaugh unleashing his uh, trick plays, his new schemes. He had the whole offseason to do. And then Miami, a team, as you pointed out, Fez, bat against a rush last year. And then demoralized from the Tunzel trade. what don't you want to face is a power Russian attack. And here we are. I mean, that one, I got to be honest with you seems like like eight of the last nine bets i've given out it looks like i had like an uh somehow i went
8: to the future saw the game and came back not only have you won your best bets rj but you've won them by the end of at the what first point quarter. did you know
7: you had baltimore i mean that
8: ticket was 99 14 nothing seven minutes into the game
7: well you you were optimistic
8: <laughs> and once again the forces of niceness
0: and goodness have triumphed over the forces of evil and rottenness
7: that's true those bookies cockroaches right, fez how much do we upgrade baltimore
8: we upgrade baltimore just one point because i think this is a bigger um implication of miami than an endorsement yeah so what you're saying
7: is it's more telling about miami right okay and what does it tell you about Miami?
8: Well, there's reports that a lot of the veteran players in Miami were faxing their agents, talking to their agents, saying, you got to get me out of Miami. I don't want to be here.
7: Okay. So what does that mean?
8: Well, you got Because, I
7: mean, I, I also heard reports that you passed on about a riot that was going to happen if Tunzel got traded, <laughs> and I never saw the footage of that.
8: Oh, well, the footage was yesterday during the game. I think there were three clever. fires broke <laughs> yeah. out. Did you
7: plan that one?
8: No. That See, there you go. <laughs> I
7: mean, that was pretty clever. All right, so how much – I mean, these are professionals. No one wants to be on a bad team. So you're telling me they, they came in saying, man, I think we're going to be pretty good this year. Vegas is crazy. Why do they have us as the – I mean, I bet you saw – wouldn't it be funny in a sports book if you saw, like – eight players with their Dolphins jerseys on and like satchels of money before the season, <laughs> you know, and bet uh, over Dolphins, you know, and it's like 30,000 and next one comes up over, make it 50. I mean, <laughs> talk about a great viral picture. Yes. <laughs> I take that pretty seriously. Like they're six, six. Yep. Got the Dolphins jerseys <laughs> on. <laughs> So, Fez, I think most of them realized it wasn't going to be a great season, right? Right. So what's changed?
8: Well, I think the effort level, the bottom line is normally when a team's down 28-7, to 7, RJ, you see the op- opponent stop scoring. And if anything, Baltimore was more dominant in the second half than the first half.
7: But isn't that what I predicted in that? And I'm only saying that to say I don't know how much I blame Miami. If you're getting beat, the game's over. The other team is still playing smash-mouth football. It probably doesn't bode well.
8: Yeah, it wasn't smash-mouth, though. Harbaugh was, so, like, chucking the ball down the field and faking punts. Late in the game. Yes.
7: Wow. So then that kind of explains, then, why they did poorly. I'm just, here's the thing. Every other show that there's not money at stake. I mean, I love the FSR lineup. I mean, I really do. There's one I don't like, but I can't tell you who. <laughs> Jonas, I, when I get Jonas laughing, I I've done something. I love it. He's like the barometer. So I just assume it's the weekend
2: overnight guy. That's no, right.
7: no, 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 I'm talking about the day people. There's just okay. one. Okay. Now, <laughs> his first initial is C. Now, now, what I'll say is, <laughs> what I'll say is this: It's enough for them to say, "Man, did you see how bad those dolphins look? Woo wee!" going to be a long year. I mean, that's not all they say. Then they're going to get into their specialty. Our specialty is how much we downgrade Miami. So you're saying how many points?
8: Three points, RJ.
7: Wow. 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 Now, if you look at the line, already out for week two, what is it?
8: 17, Miami hosting New England.
7: Okay. So Miami's at home, where they historically have done – in fact, I just noticed, you know, when – New England had the undefeated season, obviously, during the regular season. They lost for the next time, week three, the next year in Miami. I didn't know they broke that streak. I couldn't recall that. So, Fez, if you just look at your power ratings and compare that line, you've made a big adjustment. And now we have the third-best team in the last, you know, three or four years. I don't think we went all, all the way five back. And maybe we'll do that later in the week. And now you've got, well, let's see, where does Miami fit as the worst team in the last three years?
8: Miami is tied for the worst team the last three years. At any point during the season? The 2016 Cleveland team was actually one point worse after week 15. So for one snapshot in time, that Cleveland Brown team was one point worse.
7: Okay. But if you go against the the end-of-the-season number, Miami right now, no team has been worse than them in the last at least three years. Yes. Okay, so now last question. If you look at New England-Miami, if your power ratings are right, if you did not overreact to Miami's loss, their devastation, then the line's going to be about what you say it should be. So just purely by your power rating, which should this New England line be? It is 17 at Miami. 16. Okay, so you're saying, if anything, you think the difference is less than the market. Yeah. So you're saying that downgrade was not an overreaction, though I think with New England against the worst team, you can assume there's a little inflation in there, right? Sure. I'm R.J. Bell,
2: straight out of Vegas. Guys, we transition now to what happened in Dallas yesterday where the Dallas Cowboys all over the New York Giants. It was Dak Prescott with four touchdown passes as Dallas took care of business 35-17 at the Jerry Dome.
7: I wonder if Jerry Jones is hoping they win, but Dak doesn't throw. look that good, (laughs) right? I mean, it's almost like if you have a racehorse and, you know, uh, the show Luck on HBO, which was only on for one year, it was a good show if you like gambling. Uh, It had um, Nick Nolte in it. And uh, it really—it was like kind of behind the scenes at the track. David Milch was one of the creators who did NYPD Blue, Deadwood, uh, and he actually—if you look up David Milch and horse betting, this is a guy that had millions and millions of dollars. Apparently, he lost. I'm just remembering here, 35 or 40 million over his life at the horse track. Jesus. Yes, that is that is that is real losing there, right? That twenty percent they take off the top is tough with the horses. So, Fez, how much do we upgrade Dallas? How much do we? I mean, this is just to say we have these extreme results. How do we interpret them?
8: I upgraded Dallas half a point for that great performance by day. now. That's everyone's
7: going to say, "Wow, that doesn't seem like enough." So, and you realize you look that dominant. Week one. So if this was week 14, they would have got a quarter-point upgrade?
8: Yes. (laughs)
7: Okay. So why so little?
8: Well, I think it's more about the Giants' defense and how bad the Giants' defense looked. I downgraded the Giants a full point.
7: Okay. So Miami down three points, Giants down one, and Dallas only up a half. Wow. So let's think about this. Should the adjustments be—they they, they shouldn't necessarily equal out.
8: Yeah, it's actually not a zero-sum game. It's certainly possible, like, both teams could go up and both teams could go down based upon what we saw. Yeah, and it could be something,
7: and we can hit this, like, in 10 seconds. There was a team that had a big, big minus turnover margin, and they still won the game.
8: Yeah, Bills were minus three in turnovers, still beat the Jets, so clearly we're going to upgrade Buffalo.
7: Yeah, so that's something where the scoreboard— so, it's not just the scoreboard. It's what do we think the truth of the game was? Yes. And sometimes we talk about the faulty finals or the line scoreboards. So,
9: okay. Brad,
7: what do you think of that? I mean, the, the Dallas
9: is doesn't only going up. doesn't seem like up. enough, Fez. I think you're being too conservative because I have found in my own power ratings, I think I'm a little too conservative when it comes to college football power ratings. I'm seeing the market adjust these teams four, five, six points after week one. Teams that I had, mark, you know, according to my power, is right close with the market. And I am like you, I was like you, Fez, a couple of years ago. Ah, point and a half. So what you're saying here.
7: is that at a couple years ago when you were like, what, 32, 33? Yeah. Uh, you were making the same error that Fezic's now making and you're attempting <laughs> to help him out. Yes. Okay, good. And 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 Fez, how old are you? Fifty five. Ooh. So Did you purposely say it that way, Brad, or was that an accident? I did. did. Uh Uh-oh. So, Fez, what do you think?
8: I think college is a totally different animal than the NFL. The turnover on college squads is such. You have to make much bigger adjustments, have more uncertainty, who's good, who's bad.
7: No, I agree with that. I I do know this. I love the competition between these two, the the fading – At the very end of his career, Johnny Unitas, (laughs) you know, kicking dirt, Fez, and then the young buck, you know, like almost like Pete Sampras when he was like – he looked like a whole different person when he was like 18 with the thin face. I mean, your face isn't particularly (laughs) thin.
9: No, not even close. But
5: He was the baddest kid around until I showed up.
7: I mean, there's going to be – will we do a ceremony when you supplant Fezic? Or you will – by yourself, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. It, it will involve natural light and Doritos, I'm thinking. No, not even. That's Brad Powers. I'm R.J. Bow straight out of Vegas. Here's why I think you're wrong, Fez. Last thing on this. I think you have an allergic reaction almost to what's obvious. It's almost like the mistake you made in the preseason when we had all this history about these teams dominate, and these teams, these two, fail in the preseason, and these four dominated, and they ended up hitting, what, 80-some percent this year. Yes. Now, that's probably meaning if you just followed the history against yep. the spread. doesn't mean that would happen again. But you were like, can't be over 55%. 55. Don't
8: overreact, RJ. Okay.
7: Well, so you're saying you would want to go. Now, that's interesting, isn't it, Brad? Because Fez is acting like, well, I haven't really changed my mind. Except, let me recall. After my side of this started seven and zero, I offered you a chance to double dip at the same price. In fact, I think I let you. I offered you at fifty-seven percent. And I, what'd you say? Fortunately, would you say? I fortunately said no,
8: as those teams. So
7: fortunately, yeah, so for you're me. telling me not to overreact, <laughs> but I gave you a chance at two percentage points higher <laughs> than you bat it, and you didn't
8: bet it. I'm confused. I was patronizing myself in this case i should have overreacted to that trend i was wrong oh so what
7: you're saying when, when you were telling me oh don't overreact you were just trying to explain away your failure i was
8: making fun of myself
7: i th- but Oh, so you were being sarcastic. Yes. But you do realize no one else got it. Yes. No. (laughs) I mean, the subtlety. You know how they say on Twitter, you can't figure out when someone's being sarcastic? With Fez, you can't figure it out if you're listening to him. I think that's a, you know, we got a list of like, here's our guidelines on the show. No sarcasm. And just Fezic's pompadour just drawn as an icon
9: beside it. Like, that's for Fez only. I could see his hair being an emoji.
7: You know, what's funny, Brad, you're one of the best people I've ever met at knowing when people who struggle with communication, you know what they're trying to say. I did not get it. No. I mean, he was like trying to be really serious. And I speak Fez. Yeah. I didn't get that. Yeah. (laughs) That's Steve Fez, confusing the nation. I'm RJ Bell. I think you're saying something like, well, it can't be that big because it's so obvious. Like, I've never seen a team. What was the final in that game?
9: Thirty-five seventeen.
7: But the, I mean, Giants scored later. I mean, that that probably was a little closer than it felt, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. When do you ever see a team dominate an in division opponent like that, and you just kind of shrug? I don't understand.
8: Well, in mo- I think you're right. Maybe I've underreacted because it's week one, and this is the week. But to we hold, just said to, that to make week one reaction, right?
7: can be double a typical week, but. It can't be like, oh, my God, the Giants aren't going to win a game. Mm -hmm. All right. When we come back, we're going to finish up the NFL, the big marquee stuff, That's just in one
10: minute.
2: That's coming up next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Dan Baier.
10: Kickoff coming up just after the top of the hour and the first of two Monday Night Football games tonight. Texans and Saints from New Orleans. Then the Broncos and Raiders later on at 10.20 Eastern time. Some injury news to pass along from the NFL following week one yesterday. 49ers running back Tevin Coleman, high ankle sprain. He's considered week to week. Don't expect him against the Bengals on Sunday. The Bengals, though, could have running back Joe Mixon, who had an ankle injury in yesterday's loss to the Seahawks. Another injury for Redskins running back Darius Geis. He's going to miss some time because of a knee injury, according to the NFL Network. But the knee injury did not occur to the knee that he where he tore his ACL a year ago. Colts placing wide receiver Devin Funchess on IR with a broken collarbone. It's the same injury that quarterback Nick Foles of the Jaguars has. He's placed on the IR designated to return list as well after having surgery to repair that injury. Steelers today traded quarterback Josh Dobbs to the Jaguars for a fifth round pick. Giants wide receiver Sterling Shepard placed in concussion protocol. A couple of other notes to pass along. USCAD Lin Swan resigned from his position today after more than three years on the job. And ESPN reports that the NBA is banning the ninja-like headbands that were worn by some players last season. Those will not be allowed in the 2019- 2020 NBA campaign. Guys, back to you.
2: Thanks, Dan. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in 10 minutes from now here on FSR, we will take a look ahead at both Monday night football games coming up later on tonight. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell.
7: We got two big topics. One sentence or so each on these foals out. What are they projecting now? 8-10 weeks? Is that? Yep. Week 10. How much of a downgrade is the backup quarterback for Jacksonville? Four and a half points. Four and a half. And what's the biggest downgrade in the NFL? Seven? Seven and a half for uh, Kansas City. Okay. That's it. So Mahomes, who's number two? They just picked up a new guy. Yeah. No, no, not the number two quarterback. I'm saying who's the second biggest adjustment? Rogers boy I'm gonna dig you know what I'm gonna do for this week I'm gonna look at Rogers yard per attempt I think we're living in the past with this guy
8: Tim Boyles is backup totally unproven
7: yeah I'm saying that I believe that we're living in the past with this guy right so that's I mean again that's why there's talk radio to debate it so Folesworth, worth four and a half points final question Colin was celebrating. I mean, he had the party hats. I think he was just going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, listen, I'm not, uh, I'm not, you know, being harsh with Baker Mayfield, but they should never win another game. So, a lot of celebration. It was a surprise. How much do you downgrade the Browns? I downgrade the Browns one full point. One full. So really. As much as you upgraded the Cowboys,
8: yes, because the, the, well, the Cowboys were a half point adjustment. The Browns were a one point adjustment.
7: Yeah, a half, half point. Yes, I thought it was a point, and it wasn't enough. Yeah, no, a half point. Whew. How can we bet that? <laughs> There's just some way we got to be able to bet that. It's interesting. What's the Cowboy? That's what we'll do when we come back. When we come back, because really, if you disagree about things, which are being bet now, like the Dallas Cowboys in week two. To me, it's interesting to see this, how do, do Fez's numbers line up with the betting marketplace. We're going to see that. And two Monday night games, picks on both of them.
2: That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports
6: Radio.
5: Right out of Vegas!
6: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
4: Do you love Selena?
6: Like, really love?
4: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the queen of Tejano.
5: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
7: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And
5: I'm
2: Jonas Knox, voice
5: of you, the fan.
7: I tell you, Fez, this is going to be fascinating. We had a big disagreement. Me and the rest of the civilized universe said, wow, Dallas looked good. What kind of upgrade is Fez going to make? A point, point and a half, maybe even two. And Fez, you said? Half a point. Half a point. This guy likes nothing more than attention, this guy. So, here's the question. (laughs) The market can tell us who's right. Let's let Vegas tell us who's right. So, based upon your power ratings, with that minuscule, obviously incorrect adjustment on Dallas, only up a half a point, what... Should the line be based on your rankings? Dallas minus four. Why? Speak up, please. Dallas minus four. Perfect. And what's
8: the current market price? Dallas minus five. Huh. Huh. So what do you think, Fez? The market is reacting much more to Dallas's dominant performance.
7: So that means you're wrong. Looks like it. Because you tell me the closing line value. So you can't pick and choose when the market has say, right? Correct.
6: Yes. Do you care to know why i'm in this show with you all i mean why i earn the big bucks
7: well, we just saw a
2: lot <laughs> guys we can't forget about college football on a monday and for that we send it over to brad powers for his biggest takeaways
7: so i want this because tomorrow we're diving deep i want the one biggest story
9: It's the LSU passing game. Quarterback Joe Burrow throws for four touchdown passes in the big win over Texas. How about a big odds change as far as the Heisman? You love these early in the year. Joe Burrow, quarterback for LSU, preseason 200 to 1 to win the Heisman. Right now, Joe Burrow as low as 4 to 1 to win the Heisman. 200 to 1 to 4 to 1.
7: In two weeks. In two weeks. Wow. So Orgeron, I thought he was horrible, Brad. Not so much. You know what's funny? I texted, text or texted. I I still haven't figured that one out. Brad on Saturday morning, I said, this line seems high. I'm thinking of playing Texas. He's like, I think the line is right. So, is it the fact that it covered and barely covered is why you're trying to shine a line on it? Line was six
9: and a half. LSU won by seven. Line was right.
2: (laughs) Guys, we have a doubleheader in the NFL coming up on Monday Night Football, and it is the Saints and Texans kickoff less than 20 minutes away on ESPN. Right now, New Orleans, a six and a half point favorite at home against Houston.
7: I gave this out last week. I'll give it out Again, though, last week it was at 7 for the country. Bet it if you like it as early as you can. Anything that you like. Here it's simple. Drew Brees starts slow. Brad, you had a great stat on this. First two weeks of the season, last five years, so it's 10 games. Saints have won one, lost nine, both straight up and against the spread. So, obviously – Sean Payton, who, Fez, you've got where in your coaches? Number range? two. Number two. He knows of this problem. Wouldn't it be funny? He goes, really? We've lost that many? No. <laughs> he knows. And he, they can't do anything about it, seemingly. Drew Brees had like six passes in the preseason. Houston, I hated their trade. But I love the fact for this game that there's a sense of urgency. That you know, It's almost like if you uh, spend all your college money, You better get all the education you can your senior year in high school. (laughs) This team needs to win now, Houston. Motivated. I had a plus seven. There's still some out there. Plus six and a half. I still would bet it, but not as much.
2: The back end of the doubleheader tonight in the NFL sees the Broncos a three-point favorite at the Raiders on pregame.com.
8: I got a lean to Denver, matchup edge for Denver. That D-line is going to get after the Raiders. The Raiders are missing both their starting guards. Okay, so
7: do we think about maybe playing Raiders under team total?
8: That would be a consideration as well.
7: Ooh, okay. You, we could just record you saying that. That's very possible, <laughs> but not certain. We could, and then just, you know, if you were to the, in the bathroom or something, here's something that I think is very interesting. I think the Raiders are in big trouble with the absence of Brown because they didn't expect the absence of Brown. If you look at the playmakers right now, who are they mm. outside? So when you go from one playmaker to zero, oof, that's tough. So I think as time passes, you know, as much as you trust Gruden, he'll adjust – try to trade or whatever, but as of right now, unexpectedly, not having Brown, they don't have any playmakers, so it's tough for me to play the Raiders. I'm not playing the Raiders. I like under the team total, actually.
2: The Odd Couple is next on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates. We are straight out of Vegas, back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
6: Straight out of Vegas! Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: I'm Dioza. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars for is